This is Mary Maxine Likes to Talk with me, Mary Maxine. This is a series dedicated to all of the topics that I find fun, factual, and that I like to talk about. In this episode, we're playing for keepsies because Mary Maxine likes to talk about kids' games and stuff. Alrighty, folks. Kids' games. Outside of video games, which I could go on about for quite a while, we're talking about the games we used to play as kids before iPhones and apps, before all of this Fortnite business and Call of Duties. What did you play as a kid? Like, we had a bunch of games that we would play. uh, Like, I'd play these with my friends. We had one, it was a card game, but it was called Egyptian Poker. And, you know, no disrespect meant there. I don't even know why we called it that. It really has nothing to do with Egypt, but... Anyways, so you just deal out all the cards to each other, make sure the deck is all empty. Everybody has, you can really play with as many players as you want to. You don't need, you just need at least two. But you keep just slapping, putting down cards, putting down cards, putting down cards, putting down cards until doubles hit. And then when you see doubles, you got to slap the pile. And the goal is to collect all of the cards by the end of the game. So you just want to, then you keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It can go on for quite a while, you know, it depends how fast of a slapper you are but we also had a game called spoons i don't know if anyone else used to play spoons but that was always a very violent game i don't know why a lot of the games we played would end in some form of bloodshed but that's just how it was we didn't have a lot else to do so with spoons that's where you have a certain number of spoons well it depends how many players if you have you have five players you have four spoons on the table And again, I can't even really remember how to play this, but I just remember you do at one point have to grab for the spoons. And especially when you get down to that last spoon, though, and there's two people left, it's like musical chairs, but you could lose an eye kind of thing where you got to go back and forth, back and forth. I'm assuming there's cards involved. Again, some of these are a little hazy, possibly due to head injuries incurred during these games, but... You go back and forth and back and forth, and then finally, when you get that, you got to go for that last spoon. And I remember, like, we'd play this out camping, and so you'd end up going, like, ass over tea kettle, into the dirt, trying to get that spoon away from your friend. And it wasn't just like a—it would turn into, like, one of those challenge, like, elimination rounds where it's like you got to take the post away from somebody else, like a little pole. And it's like the the pole grab game, and you got to wrestle it away from the other person. Well, that's what would happen, but we're like— 14, 15, 16. We probably played this into our 20s, but anyways. There was another game we played, and this one always ended with blood because it was really a game of who could last the longest. We called it Knuckles. I don't know. Some people might have called it Quarters, but you need a hard surface. I just smacked the post that's in my studio. Uh, You need a hard surface and some quarters, and you're just going to, like, put your knuckles down on that hard, hard surface so they're as flat as they can be. And then the person across from you is going to flick quarters at your knuckles as hard as they possibly can. And whoever uh, gives up first, whoever decides that hurts too much. So yeah, I definitely have a scar on my knuckles from that. Right there. And there was like, so we had all of these like violent games like that, but I think back about maybe the, about maybe the old timey games that people used to play, like marbles, which I learned, uh, 
Marbles have been found in excavation sites as old as like 2500 BC. People played marbles for a long time. This has been, I mean, obviously they're just little, you know, they might have been made out of stone or clay or something, but the ones we mostly know are made out of glass and the most pop, well, not popular, but the most common ones are called cat's eye marbles and toothpaste marbles. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But they also would play this with walnuts, like the Romans and the Greeks and stuff. And they, I think, or I think it was the Romans would play it. And they called it Nux, N-U-X. But uh, yeah, they played it with walnuts. Thrilling. There is a world championship, like a world marbles championship, in West Sussex every year on Good Friday, ever since 1932. So they've held only in 2020 and 2021 did they have to nix it for, you know, obvious reasons. So the next one is coming up, folks. Mark your calendars. March 29th is the next Good Friday, and this is the world championship for marbles. So check in on that. There's also Jack's. I don't know if you remember jacks with like a bouncy ball and it was usually like plastic or metal little pointy things. Why did everything have to be so pointy and sharp? I don't know. Anyways, jacks was a pretty simple game. You know, you toss the ball, collect the jacks. A real thrill a minute on that one, I think. There's tiddlywinks. I looked up a little bit about tiddlywinks. I like to call it mini disc golf, but... It comes from British slang referring to a pub. So a tiddly is actually an alcoholic beverage. So I will only be asking for tiddlies from this point on. We had a terrible game at my house uh, when I was growing up. It was called Crokinole. Did anyone ever play Crokinole? Because that's a game only for the most hardened of flickers. You got to have some intense flickability in your fingers for that game. And I learned it's possibly of Canadian origin. And it's basically just, I don't know if, if you haven't played it before, it is basically shuffleboard and curling reduced to a board game size. And you have to flick this little, usually wooden disc into the little kind of disc hole <laughs> in the middle of the board. I remember wanting to play that a lot and my sister would always be like, no, absolutely not. My fingers hurt. And now I understand. I must have just had stronger, flickable fingers. But on to board games. Again, a game that I did used to play with my sister all the time. We loved this game a lot. It was called 13 Dead End Drive. If you remember 13 Dead End Drive, please let me know in the comments. Because this is, it was such a hit and it is basically where you have to hit the other players, you know, as in murder them on the board. And you can drop a chandelier, they could fall off a bookcase, they could get crushed by a suit of armor, uh, fall down a flight of stairs. There was many a different way they could fall into the fireplace, many a different ways that you could knock off the other players. And But you got to be sneaky about it, because then if they know who your players are, they're going to try and kill them. So you got to try to get your players out of the house while still murdering their players. So much murder in this kid's game. like, And that leads me to Jumanji, which also had not murder like per se, but what if Alan Parrish hadn't survived in the jungle until somebody rolled five or eight? Is that, like, that would have been a murderous game. Not only that, but he was being hunted by Van Pelt, so 
there's a lot of violence in these kids' games. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just reflecting. That's all. Something a little more tame, though. Uh, a lot of those collector games we had as kids, like marbles, pogs. Uh, I had a lot of pogs. I still have my pogs. Apparently, I have a couple of rare pogs, too. I didn't know you could have rare pogs, but you can. And the name pog comes from a type of juice, because they would use the cap of this juice to play pogs before it was commercialized into pogs. And pog stood for passion fruit, orange, and guava. Sounds like a pretty tasty uh, pregame juice before you play pogs. We'd have the slammers, and I just really liked collecting all of the, like, all of the movie ones. I have a bunch of Lion King pogs. Those are cool. I still also have all of my crazy bones. Never got rid of those hunks of plastic. Because why would I? They're hunks of... I'm a hoarder, is what I'm telling you folks. That's what it is. But I also still have all of my Pokemon cards, which I'm actually pretty proud of that collection. I do have a first edition Bulbasaur, and he's pretty cute. Bulbasaur is my favorite. My absolute favorite Pokemon. I have a holographic Chansey and a holographic Gyarados as well. But I like all my Pokemon cards. I'll flip through those every so often. I also had a pretty cool collection of Pez dispensers. Obviously, not just the candy, but Pez dispensers. But that was nothing, like, my collection pales in comparison to a friend I have in Ontario who has this wicked Pez dispenser collection. We're talking, like, glass shelving with custom lighting and perfect little boosters and little, like, stands for each single little Pez dispenser. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds of Pez dispensers. I was in absolute awe. It was a collection that I can only one day hope to achieve with really anything I own. I probably should strive for something a little higher than that, but pretty cool hobby. Lots of candy too. Well, alrighty folks, I think that's about all for kids games and stuff today. Let me know what you think about all these games and if you remember playing these games or you have different games or a different version of these games that you played as a kid, let me know. I'd really like to hear about what you did as a kid before having your iPhone or video games, kind of when we were forced to make up games and play with ourselves, so to speak. Alrighty, well, thanks so much for listening and stay safe out there, everybody. Mary Maxine Likes to Talk, available for your ear holes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podcast Addict, and marymaxine.ca.